Navar, um, aka Allen. We have Dev. Hey guys, what's up? And we got a special guy tonight. We got we got Brandon up in here. Yo. Yep. Filling in for Jay because unfortunately Jay is sick. So we have a lot to discuss in the NBA world tonight. One of the latest things that happened right now was that the Lakers did a trade that literally shocked me. They traded D'Angelo Russell, Timothy Moskov to the Nets for Brooke Lopez in the 27th pick. Deb, do you want to crack this one down first? Oh, I- I've been waiting. First off, I didn't even believe the trade. Like, you guys kept telling me, and I wouldn't believe you until I looked it up myself. Like, I was in utter denial. I'm like, no, they didn't trade him. Why would they trade him? I thought they was going to move him to the two guard. And then, you know, bring in Lonzo Ball, have him play at the one. But... I like this trade for the Lakers because they get rid of that ugly Timothy Mozgov contract. And if they can get rid of that Luau Deng contract, they'll be clear as far as cap space. Brooke Lopez is an upgrade over Timothy Mozgov, but Brooke Lopez has had injury issues, which is where I'm kind of like, eh. and he doesn't play fast up and down, which is, you know, the system Luke Walton's, he's come from coaching with the Warriors. So... I don't know if Brooke Lopez is just there to, you know, kind of, does he have like a year left on his deal? I believe so, yeah. Yeah, so I don't, I, he might be just brought over just because there's a year left. He'll be on the team. He's not really in their future, so he's just there. I, I like his game, though, like, but he's, you know, more of an outdated type of center that yeah. they don't really need. So I think the only thing they really, uh, they did this for was to get rid of cap space was one and they jump off the angel Russell because they were not high on him. I remember that draft. They could have got other guys, but who? nobody knew Devin Booker was going to be this good. They could have got Porzingis, but L.A. was not looking at Porzingis at all. I don't even know who else they would want. I mean, they could have took Emmanuel Moutier, but, I mean, he's not much better to be 100% honest. Could you see the Lakers potentially extending Brook Lopez's contract? No, to be honest, because he has a year left on his deal, and he's due to make, what, 22 mil this year? I believe so, yeah. Yeah, uh, so... But he's, the, make- he's not worth a max contract, but you could see no. the Lakers maybe giving him, like, $8 million a year or something. Okay, let's look at the stats, right? Last year, he played he played 75 games, which was cool. He played 75 games. He didn't average 20 and 10, which I expected him to do, but he hasn't averaged 20 and 10 his entire career. So, I mean, it is what it is. But he played 75 games, which is real good. He averaged 20 points a game, but he's not that get-up-and-down type of center. He's not a Porzingis. He's not a Carl Anthony Towns. He's not an Anthony Davis. He's not a DeMarcus Cousins. He's a back-to-the-basket type of center. He has a small jumper. Not that great, but it's there. So kind of like an old-school like type of center. Yeah, he's an old-school center. He, he's like the Roy Hibbert to the world, That, but he happens to be a lot better than Roy Hibbert was. He's still in the league. He's just not as there defensively as far as a presence. I do not understand. Like, I understand why they traded D'Angelo Russell. But at the same time, though, it's like you gave them all up for Brook Lopez. That 27th pick isn't going to be that valuable. You got to look at it like this. You He has a year left. You're just eating up the contract for a year. So you have free cash space in the future. Timothy Mozgov has, what? How many? I forget what two, like two plus years on his contract left. You don't want to have that eating up your salary cap for two, three years when you're trying to move on. You don't. You're not guaranteed a draft pick the next year. I think Philly. Somebody has your draft pick for the next couple of years. Like Mitch Kupchak and Jim Buss traded their draft picks years ago, so they didn't really have much. So this trade is literally to get rid of some stuff. And that's pretty much what it is. All right. So they're just doing this to clear cast base. That, that's fair. And they were not high on D'Angelo Russell. And if you think about it, if you're Magic Johnson, everybody's untouchable besides Brandon Ingram. 
No, I think Swaggy's okay. No, no, get him out of there. <laughs> he's gonna survive. <laughs> he's gonna survive. All right. I doubt it. I'm I'm telling you, if Lou Williams can't make it, then neither can Swaggy P. I don't know anymore. But anyways, so let's go to the other thing. The Cavs fired Griffin, their GM, which is really a shame, honestly. Like I can't believe this. So the way I see it is you're literally testing LeBron's patience right now. And Brandon, you're a Cavs fan. Yeah. They just fired their GM. They might bring a guy who's just as cool, but the Cavs did this before. And what happened when LeBron did? He left the South Beach. What do you think is going to happen? Do you think LeBron's going to leave after this year? I think after this year, and you're talking about next year's season, right? Yeah, correct. I think, yes, he will leave after next year. Because of the fact that if we don't win a championship again this year, that his time has come and gone for the Cavs, and he will try to go elsewhere. Because you're the one you, – you told me that he only has a certain number of years left, and he wants to win as much championships as possible yes, in that set number of years. He's 33 now. If he just stays put with Cleveland for the rest of his career and nothing happens, then it will seem like he only won one championship, and then he just – the rest of the time was just – Failure after failure after failure after failure. When he could have went to another team and actually had more, won more championships, is my point here. All right, fair enough. To me, anyways, the dude spent nine years in Cleveland. And based on everything that's happened, like inept ownership, it, Dan Gilbert has no idea what he's doing. Like, do not test the best basketball player of all time. And I think that's what he's saying. Like, LeBron wanted this guy back in Cleveland, and he's like, nope, we're not going to do it. We're going to do something else. Exactly. And I don't know what to think. And to be honest, Cleveland is at a point where we have to make a decision between do the Cats want to rebuild or do we want to do the win now? But if we keep doing the win now, there's no future in Cleveland, at least for the next five or six years. Which is why I say build for the future. He, he LeBron's still with us for one more year, so we still got one more year with him to try to win a championship. Then after that, build toward the future, and he can go wherever he needs to go to, wherever yeah. he feels like. And I'll support wherever LeBron goes now. Like, whatever. He, he made, he fulfilled his promise. I have no issues with him. I think what he did was, going back to Cleveland, was like the most respectable thing I've ever seen. He knew the way he left it wasn't right he wanted to make sure and i think a lot of cleveland people will feel that way yeah it sucks you know lebron will eventually retire cavalier i'm sure he'll play his last year to be a cavalier but for now like yeah Dead has entered the cycle. We oh, guys, we're at. oh we're talking about the entire thing of the cavaliers finding their gm uh, oh, do you okay. Want, do you want to put your opinion on that? Oh yeah. Okay. All right. So here's my thing. Dan Gilbert hasn't been big on GMs like his entire ownership of the Cavs. So they're expendable to him. And LeBron doesn't necessarily been want to be locked into the Cavs because he knows Dan Gilbert could at any minute screw him over, do his best for him, and forget all the basketball reasons. Which is why good owners get out the way and let the basketball people handle basketball things. But Dan Gilbert's not that guy. So LeBron James signed short deal so he's not locked in. Dan Gilbert has to do his best for him. And right now they're clashing because he let go of a really good GM. And he's dealing with a really high salary cap, and he needs more flexibility. But I don't like the firing. I feel like this is like opening the door for LeBron to leaving again, honestly. He has a year left on his deal. Unless they do something like get a Paul George or Jimmy Butler. It looks um, like they might get Jimmy Butler, by the way. I don't like it. If they get Jimmy Butler, I they still think LeBron's leaving. And here's why. We're going to touch on the draft, but Boston moved 
down from one to three. That means a couple of things. One, the top three guys, there's not much difference between them talent-wise, right? No matter who you get, especially with Boston. And most guys, unless you're a transcendent talent, you're not going to make an impact until about you're 24, 25, or you put about four or five years in the league, right? Yeah. Boston can't wait that long. Boston is going to say, hey, let's move down. Philly really wants Markel Fultz, and he honestly fits what they're doing all before the trade, I thought uh, they were going to get Josh Jackson. Boston moves down. They're going to draft Josh Jackson, trade him to Chicago, package some picks, say, here, Chicago, you guys take that. Give us Jimmy Butler. Jimmy should go to Boston. Should. And then the Pacers should try to work something out and get Paul George over to Cleveland, whether they're running him for a year or not. And I'm pretty sure Paul George, if he goes to Cleveland, he's not going to L.A. You're playing with a championship team. You got a chance at a championship. Or Cleveland loses both LeBron and Paul George in the same year. Yeah. Do you think at this point, if they do not win the title, Cleveland should just rebuild, let LeBron walk, and move for the future? No. Don't really? let him walk for anything. You got to do a signing trade. You got to get something for LeBron. They let him walk last time without getting anything, right? Or was that yeah. a signing trade? But I, uh, what? The first time he left yeah, now yeah, yeah, that was a signing trade. Okay. All right, then you got to do another signing trade. You have to do another signing trade if you're going to let them walk again. If you're willing to say, okay, we got one championship out of this in four years, we got one championship, let's kind of, you know. We could get two it. since he's still staying with us for one more year if if that's the case. Yeah, but it's like the case if you guys – it's just the case. Okay, say you guys only get one championship and LeBron's a free agent next year. Do you rebuild or you say, okay, let's try to re-up and do something and get something else? They remind me a lot of the Toronto Blue Jays right now. Either win this year or rebuild. That's how I see it. LeBron is 30-30. He's going to have that decline. Kobe had the decline. Hold on, hold on. LeBron James is a different animal. This is not – listen, nobody's played this well in their 14th season besides LeBron James. Kobe Bryant says hi. Huh? Kobe Bryant says hi. Not, they, they haven't played this well, not in their 14th season. Nobody's played an elite level like this in their 14th season, like LeBron James. Nobody. Like, he's the only... When they, I'm trying to think. What what year was Kobe Bryant in his 14th season? Remember, he was drafted when he was, like, 18? Yeah, but he wasn't this good in his 14th season. He wasn't competing in the finals. Yeah, he actually won a title during that time. Kobe Bryant's 14th year. Do we have to look this up? Yes, look it up. Look right. it up. Remember, he was carrying, like, what was it, 2006. So that was when he was, like, in his 14th, um, like, 14th year in the league, right? 14th year in the league. He was carrying Kwame Brown to the playoffs. I hate that that player on that team so much. <laughs> Remember that roster that was so ridiculous? They had Kwame Brown, Smush Parker, and he carried them to a 3-1 lead over the Phoenix Suns. Do you remember that year? Wait, no, no, 2000, okay, 2009-2010, that's the year he won the championship. He played 73 games, averaged about 38 minutes. Yeah, yeah. 38 minutes, 27. All right, cool. Kobe was competing for a championship then, right? All right. The very next year, he didn't fall off. Kobe's not falling off for another three years. Kobe was an animal. 
But like I said, th- but then look at this. They're at, let's say they fall off at the same time. They have three good years left out of LeBron. I can make a championship run. I don't see the man falling off. You put the right people with him, I don't see him losing. I don't see him losing to I anybody agree. unless he gets to the finals. Well, it depends. Right now, there is a ginormous super team right now going on in the NBA called the Golden State Warriors. Okay, I don't see him losing to anybody besides them right now. Yeah, but LeBron wants championships. So what do you think the casting to do? Do they make the trade for Jimmy Butler? Do they make the trade for Paul George? Listen, I don't take Jimmy Butler because Jimmy Butler, shooting-wise, I don't love him. Like, you look at Jimmy Butler from last year, percentage-wise, I don't like it. Like, he's a terrible three-point shooter. Like, he's shooting below 40%. He's like 36%. Yeah, he's awful. Yeah. I mean, mind you, his free throws, he's not a bad free throw shooter. He's about 86%. 45 as far as field goals, that's not bad. But because he can't stretch the floor, he's a smaller version of LeBron that just happens to play the two. So I'd rather take Paul George, who is at least about a 40% of three-point shooter, and he spaces the floor a lot better. His game works with LeBron James a lot better than Jimmy Butler does. Okay, but what would you say about a mellow trade? From what I heard, the well, Knicks might release him outright. Either they'll release him outright or mellow waves and no trade clause, then you know they'll do something. But Phil Jackson's incompetent. Let's just put it that way. Phil Jackson's an idiot. Exactly. He's the most incompetent basketball president's ops I've seen in my entire life, basically. He does not care. He does not care about the team. He just was there for the money. Well, obviously, he's like, oh, Phil Jackson. Yo, Phil is terrible. He lucked up on one draft pick his entire tenure there. That's it. He lucked up on Porzingis. He took a chance on the European kid, and he happened to turn out the kid could actually ball. Yeah, did you see this first take thing? Phil Jackson's not even ruling out trading him. If he trades him, get him out. I, I know. If he trades Porzingis, the future, the only thing they're selling tickets in the garden right now, it's over. If I'm a Knicks fan, I have nothing to look forward to. If he trades him, Phil Jackson should be fired immediately. Like the, the second. The fact that Phil said something in the media, if I'm Dan Gilbert, I'm like, dude, do you want to keep your job? I, I got to send a text to Phil. I'm like, God, do you really want to keep your job? Like, if you trade the one asset that's really like, you know what I'm saying? Like, don't, don't trade your future. What are they trading their future for? Like, they obviously can't hit in the draft. And they're thinking about taking the French point guard in the draft at eight. And they finally got a draft pick. Like they haven't had a draft pick in the first round of the lottery since Porzingis. I have no idea what they're doing. I don't, who knows? Maybe the Knicks will shock us. And me and Brandon will like become believers of Phil Jackson and nope. his amazing wonder. If uh, he does anything good in New York, somebody will come to my doorstep and drop off $100,000. And you will probably spend that all on McDoubles. Don't tempt Because McDoubles are good. <laughs> <laughs> they're awesome. Seriously, McDoubles are great. Anyways, Brandon, you want your thoughts on this? I am hoping he stays for the next three years. LeBron that is but if he does not it won't surprise me I'm just happy we got him for one more year and we could actually go 50-50 at least two championships in four years am I right there um yeah you're right so at least we're halfway if anything bad does happen after this and even in another championship's not a is not even in the realm of possibility happening it could happen which I'm hoping it does really badly Because we awesome. need to get revenge on Golden State. That's my. That's how I see things. The only way you guys have a chance of doing that is by trading Kevin Love. Mind you, yeah, he played great in the playoffs. I can't knock that, but he didn't do that great in the finals. He chose it. Ter- no, he, it was a terrible matchup for him. We all know basketball is a game of matchups. If you have a terrible matchup, I don't care how good your guy is, unless he's like just that good. 
the matchup's bad for him, then he's not going to play well. Like, he played great the rest of the playoffs, so he's not a scrub. He just doesn't play well against them. No discredit to him. It's just what it is. Yeah, I actually get this. Uh, when I when I played high school basketball, right, and I played this one team, and this guy was so – his arms were so much bigger than me. And no matter what I do, I could not block this guy. There was nothing I could do, like, throughout the entire game. The guy just was better than me. And that's what everybody in the NBA feels like against Kevin Durant. Pretty – wait. Wait, what's love against – I thought LeBron was on Durant. Yeah, but if you realize this man averaged 30, not even the best player in the world can stop him. So who can really stop him? I'll tell you who. Deshaun Cole. Stevenson. We need to bring him back out of retirement and make him really? play. Deshaun, yeah, Steven- Deshaun yeah. Stevenson was a beast. Come on, man. Do we do we have to pull up this man's stats? You know what would have changed the Cavaliers' future in this? What? Brandon Mother Effing Jennings would have changed this game. Gentlemen, for those who don't know, Al is a avid Brandon Jennings fan. He's Love a fanboy. He feels like Brandon Jennings should be on every winning team ever. Right now, if there was a, a league minimum available on the Cavs roster spot, he thinks Brandon Jennings deserves that roster spot. Yes! If the yes, Warriors had a league minimum for a roster spot, get Brandon Jennings. It doesn't matter what the position they need. Just get Brandon Jennings. First overall pick in fantasy draft, you would take Brandon Jennings. Yes. So, so just clone Brandon Jennings is basically what you're saying. Pretty I would much. love to have five Brandon Jennings on a roster. That'd be awesome. You actually, matter of fact, we should do that on 2K. Just you, just five, five Brandon Jennings all on the same team. You know what? For the J360 power plays, do that. Have five Brandon Jennings. I want to see what happens. Play, I bet you don't even win 30 games. I bet you five bucks. All right. All right. Say no more. I'm telling you, you won't even win 30 games with that team. No, I actually think they've been 60 games. Da- no. Brand, what, except, oh yeah, I forgot that Brandon It's like five foot, what is he, five foot ten? He's my height. Six foot, maybe. Okay, okay. He could have a mediocre center. He can have, a, he can have like, oh, who the heck was that mediocre center from the Bobcats that one year? Not John. Yeah, that Okafor guy. Put him yep. there, or heck, put the Sixers open for right there. Well, yeah, put him yeah. there as Wait, center. Aren't they cousins? What? Aren't they cousins? Jello Okafor and the Mecca Okafor? Fine, put cousins there and have four Jennings. I guarantee that they'll win 40 games. Maybe. Maybe. Uh, Brandon, you want to put it down on this? 50% three point average. Yeah. All right. 50. <sighs> okay, it's like 40, but you, you know. <laughs> uh, do not tempt me. I will go on 2K right now to make this team. You know what? It's stream it live on J360 Power Play with Jay's approval. Do it. Uh, you, you ju- I just might. I might just, you know right. what? I'm going to do this. Yeah, make it a 10-minute video to shut me up about this. I am telling you, Brandon Jennings is the real deal. Okay, I'm not denying it, but after that ACL injury, he wasn't as explosive as he was when he was playing for the Bucks. I'll say this. Brandon needs guys was- that can kind of go at the rim like he needs you know he needs scores he needs dudes that can kind of jump out the gym on the wing he needs somebody he can pass to he has that he's good he never really yeah, had it in Milwaukee him. and then after the injury it just he just never got with the right system he gets with the right system and does his thing guy's good but the way you rave about him you make him seem like he's the second coming of Michael Jordan I mean no, he, no he's the second coming of Allen Iverson and don't you forget it Actually, uh, 
The reason why I said yes to all this is I'm a little biased here, but anybody that's professional that shares my name, my first name, I'm going to go with. <laughs> there we go. Good enough for me. <laughs> so uh, I guess the score is two to one. Yeah, maybe it is. Good, sir. <sighs> okay. Take us down. <laughs> all right. Anyway, so we have more NBA reports to do. Uh, let's see. What are we getting to the draft now? <laughs> so where do you think Paul George is going to go? <laughs> I can't even think straight. Um, all right, so pretty much he's either going to L.A. or he's going to Cleveland. Because where else would he go? Who else is trading for Paul George? He already told the Pacers and the rest of the entire world he's not coming back after this season. He has one year left. Yep. Um, so if you trade for him, you at least want to be in a championship position because then you're technically renting him for a year. And I think that contract's about 20 mil. 20 million for a rental? Yeah. Here's the thing I see. The Lakers are not going to win until even with Paul George. Oh, sorry, sorry, sorry. 19 million. 19 million. Because he has like an option he can pick up if he wants to for the extra year in the 2018-19 season. But it's a player option. He's not going to pick it up. So he literally has a year left, and it's like about 19 million. Okay, so. A 19 million rental. Who wants it? We have the Cavs, the Lakers, are in a good in a position enough to trade for him. Boston. Boston would not take Paul George. I like him in Boston, though. He fits what they do. Yeah, I know, but do the Celtics well, okay. even have the cap room? Yes. Uh, yes they, listen, let's look at Jimmy Butler's contract. But Jimmy Butler has about – because if they trade for him, Jimmy Butler has three years. No, just release Isaiah Thomas and pick up Brandon Jennings, then go after Paul George. Oh, my goodness. Are we going to keep circling back around this? Yes. Oh my goodness! No, I'm okay. Just Anyways, <laughs> okay. Jimmy <laughs> Butler. Jimmy Butler has two years left, and he has 18 million for the first year, and then 19 million for you know the 18, 19 season. Okay. So if they trade for Jimmy Butler, they sure as hell can take Paul George on the uh, salary cap and still sign Gordon Hayward. Yeah, that's true. Gordon Hayward, man, that guy is so underrated. Oh my god. Oh, he is. He's definitely so. If they plan and listen. Brad Stevens was his old coach, so everybody's saying he's coming to Boston. Miami's trying to get their hat in the ring. I say he leaves Utah if he wants to, you know, have a chance at a championship, personally. Because I don't think he's going to get this type of chance again. I mean, he'll get a big contract, but he won't be able to play for a contender. No offense to Utah, they're good, but in the West, they're average at best. Yeah. You know Gordon Hay would be the perfect point guard for the Bucks. What? How? He's a two-guard. He could be converted point. Well, no, I'm sorry. Yeah, he'd be the perfect shooting. I'm sorry. He'd be the perfect shooting guard. What about, Chris, what about Chris Middleton? He'll probably tear his ACL again. I'm just kidding. Oh, come on, man. No, I'm just kidding, man. You guys have had bad luck. I know. Jabari with, Parker. Oh, uh, that was a freak injury, dude. Two, I'm not going to lie. He didn't row? hit it. It was a non-contact injury. I know, but two in a row? Listen, he can't tear him anymore. Look at it that way. Two had to put duct tape on his legs? Possibly. I don't know. But then he's going to wobble like a penguin dribbling the basketball. True. And listen, Gordon Hayward's in his prime now. He's 27 now. And the dude averaged, he had a good year this year. This is the first year he's averaged 20, though, which is, yeah, I thought he Wait. would average more. I know this sounds weird, but who's the Cavalier shooting guard? Because uh, LeBron always plays the Jared board. Right? Hayward would be better than Jared Smith. Yeah, he is. But Hayward's not signing with the Cavs. They would only offer him the league minimum. And, like, if you haven't noticed, he's not getting endorsement deals like that. That we know of. I think where Hayward – actually, he would be so perfect for the Celtics with Isaiah Thomas. That'd um, be kind of sick. I'm telling you, he signs with Boston, and then they make a trade for, like, a Jimmy Butler 
who's not the greatest shooter, and he doesn't have to be if Gordon Hayward shooting and Isaiah Thomas shooting, he can guard the best player and still get his. However, can we trade Smart to the Bucks? That would be awesome. That would be the perfect fit. As the starting point, is he still? Is he no, back up, back up, back up. Who's playing in front of him? Well, he's going to be starting till Jabari Parker's coming back from injury. But see, I feel like the Bucks. I feel like you guys aren't using him properly. You're playing him at the four, which I have a problem with. You should play him at his natural position, which is a three. What Parker? Yeah, I thought Parker played at the forward. No, no, Giannis is like every position right now. Yeah, he's pretty much your entire team. Hey, come on now, Deladova is no one. No, Deladova. Listen. You guys have Thon Maker, who could, who reminds me a little bit of a young KJ. I like Thon a lot. Yes, he looked lost in the playoffs, but I like him. And if he gets good, like if he pays off in the next three to four years, you have Giannis and Thon. That's scary. Brandon, we watched a bunch of Bucks games together, right? Unfortunately, Brandon was attacked by a bunch of Siberian tigers, and he can't talk right now. Okay. Once he fights him off, he can talk again. Is he using a spear to fight him off? No. Dude, he's a wrestling fan. He's probably going to, like, freaking hit them with jackhammers. I'm sorry. My bad. Listen, I, I think Siberian Tigers, a spear, you know, boomerang maybe, you know. Get, hey. So, Paul yes. Jones, three possible options. He goes to Boston in a trade. He gets traded for Boston on draft night. He signs with Cleveland after the draft night, or he goes to L.A. like he wanted to, or in L.A. trades formed during draft night or, you know, after or whenever before the season starts. Anybody else besides those three teams? We'll have to see, but let's cover other news. Um, Brandon, are you back? No, nah, it looks like not. All right, so what do you want to talk, draft? Yeah, so there was a, it's a draft trade that happened. If people haven't noticed, you know, the Sixers moved up from three to one. Boston moved down from one to three. So this tells me that Boston doesn't really think there's a big difference between any of those top draft picks. They don't think Markel Fultz is any better than Lonzo or Josh Jackson or Jason Tatum or, you know, et cetera, et cetera. Or De'Aaron Fox. Sounds about right. Yeah. You know what Lonzo reminds me of? Who? D'Angelo Russell, who just got traded. No. Tons of hype. I don't think he's going to live up to it, or he's going to be a bust. No, okay. Here's my thing about D'Angelo Russell. When he came out of Ohio State, I wasn't high on the kid. I didn't even watch him play. They had him playing the point guard because he had to. He was a lefty, wasn't all that great, and they said he had the highest potential to be a star in that draft. No. That was Carl Anthony Town. I don't know what percentages and, and what stuff they got from. That was just a, something they made up for tonight. I didn't like D'Angelo Russell. He didn't even look good. I was a little worried when he was, like, still playing in the summer league after his rookie season, like his second, going on the third season. I'm like, he's still got him in the summer league? That means they're not really sure on him. I feel like Chris Dunn. He played in, like, two summer league games, and that was it. They didn't need to see any more. And I'm like, D'Angelo Russell was still playing there. So I'm like, you're the Lakers starting point guard, and you're still playing summer league? I have some concerns there. Like, I don't see you as that star. It's going to take that leap. You know what I'm saying? Like, what, LeBron played in, what, one summer league? That's yeah. It, right? exactly. But remember this. Brandon Jennings, instead of going, remember, he went to, like, different country to play basketball for a few years before yeah, he, he played overseas instead of going um, yeah. to play college ball, which is, like, that was cool. But him himself, he played, what, one summer league? Yeah. 
So if you play more than one summer league and you're quote unquote that good, I have questions there. Maybe he's trying to develop his craft, but I now I, I have questions. If you're supposed to be the starter, you're supposed to be the guy, and you're still playing summer league. I was like, mm, they might not be sold on you, dude. Did Isaiah Thomas play summer league? I don't know. I don't remember. But mind you, all guys' progression to NBA is different. Jimmy Butler probably played more than one summer league, but he's just now coming into his own now because. Remember, know, most guys don't the most guys don't make the jump to their fourth year, their third year where they're kind of like on the cusp, and it's just like, will they make the jump? Will they make the jump? Their fourth year, they either go either somewhere close to twenty points per game or twenty points per game. Like Jimmy Butler went from his from a third to fourth year, it was a huge jump. It went from thirteen points a game to 20 points a game. Like it was a huge jump. Bad. What? I had to say something very embarrassing on this show. I thought Ron Smart was actually going to be better than Jabari Parker. Really? Yeah. I wanted the Bucks mm. to take him. Dude, the really dude thought. had a long range game. <laughs> that was it? Like, the dude's dominant on the court at times. And it's like, he can play well when he wants to. And then, like, everything I thought, I but was not so worth wrong. the second overall pick. He was not He was drafted seven. Come on, man. He was was it seven or nine? It doesn't matter. No, I thought this guy was the real deal. Nope. I was sold on him. This is why you're not a GM. Your eye test is terrible. Yeah, apparently this is why we're not friends. <laughs> oh, and you need glasses. Brian, are you alive? Yeah, I'm here. Oh my gosh, I gave you like 30 questions, dude. And I thought you, like, dude, how... Let's get the show back on top. All right. You need glasses. Brandon, don't take sides. No, he, he's right on this one. You are terrible on this one. Like, how, on what planet? What, what, were we watching the same game? No, I saw him during the playoffs, and I'm like, oh my God, I'm so wrong right now. You see, you're Joe Dumars. You're, you're passing on Carmelo Anthony. Yeah. Hey, who knows? Maybe it's Ryan. We'll see how um, Jabari recovers. I like Jabari. But, like, I don't know. I saw something in Smart, and I was so wrong, and I was so disappointed. So you would have took Marcus Smart over Jabari Parker. Friend, help me. Friend, you're the co-host, too. You're, on, on, your, you're <laughs> on your own here with this one. Listen, I'm, I'm not knocking Marcus Smart. I just didn't like the kid's jumper coming out of Oklahoma State. I didn't like it. He was able I to like, knock down the three, so. I, you know, okay. You know what? I'm going to need I'm gonna need statistical evidence to back this up because apparently you're just not listening to me. Yeah, school get, like, I don't know. Maybe it was this highlight reel that really convinced me that. It must have been. Uh, and people got to realize highlight reels are deceiving. They I know. I hate highlight reels. I hate them. Because they always, like, trick you. They are the biggest, like... Listen, okay, for future reference, when we're talking basketball, watch game tape. The good, the bad, and the ugly. Like, look for flaws. So when I look up on YouTube, I look at their actual games or highlights of their games and figure out what they did good, what they did bad, strengths, weaknesses. I'm like, oh, he can't really shoot. He can't really do this. Like, Marcus Smart wasn't that great of a shooter. And if you look at his stats, his rookie year... Seven points a game, 3.1 assists, right? I first guess. year. All right, he gets a pass for his first year. Most people's first year stats, unless you're like that dude, they're not that great. Second year, nine points approved on that. He's still at three assists a game, right? Turnover ratio, 1.3, not that bad. This year, this past year, this is his third year. And this, and the next year, he's supposed to make the jump, quote-unquote the jump. But if you look at his minutes, third yeah, 
sort of. So Marcus Smart has about three more years till we figure out if he's going to actually make a jump to getting any better, but I doubt it. Um, he averaged 10 points this year, 10.6 points, and he's only averaging 4.6 assists. He's not the quintessential point guard. He's not the guy that's going to run the offense, set it up, get his own shot. He's a de- high-energy defender that's a streaky scorer. He shot 28% from three. 28%. What? 20? Yes. 28. Oh, I was lying to her. I thought it was more accurate than that. Um, nope. Nope. Things can be deceiving. This is coming from the guy who thought Marcus Smart is better than Jabari Parker. And Marcus I Smart. I said I was wrong on this show. I literally said I I'm was wrong. I'm glad you said that. I'm glad you said that because you, you, you would have took a guy that shoots 28% from three. He's not even 30. Well, this is a shot. He's a point guard. And he's 6'4". No, I was like, no. I, I wanted the Bucks to take Jabari, but the thing is, I'm like, Marcus Smart is going to be the biggest steal of the draft. That's what I felt. He wasn't. He played exactly where his draft position was going to be. The exact thing. And I was like, dang it. This is why I'm not NBA GM. Uh, Obviously. (laughs) This is why we don't put you in positions of power like this. Well, today I'm in power. (laughs) Jason. Well, we don't put you in basketball power. That's what we're not going to do. If we're doing a fantasy draft, I'm I'm almost guessing that you're going to have the worst team put together. You know, yeah, you'll have Brandon Jennings, Brandon Jennings, Brandon Jennings, Brandon Jennings, Brandon Jennings, LeBron James, Brandon Jennings. <laughs> LeBron James coming off the bench. Brandon, again, whose set are you on tonight? <laughs> I'm in the middle. I'm, I'm a newbie here, so I'm in the middle. No, I brought my boy in that backup tonight, and you're siding with him? I, I can't believe the show. Oh, my gosh. Think, anyway, so we have more stuff I mean, we have to cover. He's, he's pretty smart, you know, so. in a disciple. Yeah, you do have a lot of information to cover, guys, but guess what? You ran out of time in the show. (laughs) Ah, it's good to be back. Hey, J360 Legion. This is Jay, of course, and on behalf of the Cyclone crew, I just want to thank you all for helping us make it to the 10th episode of this great series. Uh, We managed to cover quite a lot in this time, and we have many more to come, especially with it being draft night tonight. And I want to say this to my boys right quick. Alan? I don't know where the hell you came up with the idea of that trade. Dev, thanks for sending him straight. And Brandon, welcome aboard. And as for all of you out there in the J360 Legion, thank you for the support. we got another episode coming. And the Cyclone is officially part of the J360 Live label. So there will be more live productions to come. Now, on behalf of the Cyclone, this is Jay, signing off.